The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. Uh, Authority. Uh, Welcome back uh, from uh, from summer. Hope you had a great Labor Day. It's Wednesday, and uh, I hope you're doing great. I think the guitar work on that is absolutely superb. I'm talking my book, as you might imagine. Uh, today we're going to talk about uranium. Now, this you know you might be thinking you're tuning into the uranium channel, but frankly, I haven't been this excited about a group in a long, long time, and I don't want you to miss out. Sprouts. URNM and URNJ, the two ETFs we own, are already making us money. And frankly, the reason I'm doing this is that a lot of you are getting back to school, going to your student managed investment funds, your MBA programs, and I want you to, to get this live now that everybody has their game face back on. So we'll talk about uranium. I don't want you to miss out. I'm going to be as subtle as a two-by-four. Uh, we're going to open the mailbag, talk about uh, two energy ETFs and, uh, and, and Disney, regrettably, uh, foreshadowing. And uh, we're going to go through the Stock Market Authority portfolio because I apparently like self-flagellation and uh, I like to put out, keep my feet to the fire. Here's what we are, are doing, what I'm doing with my wife. Uh, I do all the work, by the way, uh, in this regard. And uh, I searched for the 10 best ETFs out there. I found the best two so far in the uranium world. And we're going to try to make money this year like we did last year when everybody lost money. But now today's top story. Uh, Uranium powers up again. And uh, I don't want you to miss out. And so I'm, I'm being a little bit strident. A little bit forceful, but uh, believe me, I'm, I'm uh, talking my book. You know, we already own these two, Sprott's Uranium, uh, URNM, the, the majors, if you will, and then the URNJ, the junior miners. This is a chart of the junior miners that we have here, and uh, I'm a little blurry-eyed. I was up uh, late last night. I worked all during Labor Day, and I went through every thousand, uh, 2,000 plus charts out there, every ETF you can imagine. And these are the two best. And I'm not kidding you. I don't say that lightly. I've seen them all. I've analyzed them all so that you don't have to. We're in a uranium bull market. And I know it's quirky, but quirky works. I did this with titanium and energy in the past. And we're doing it again here. And we're going to wait for a lot of other money managers to say, oh, wait a minute, uranium's up. And then they're going to come in and bid our stocks up. Uh, I, I, I just couldn't be more uh, enthusiastic about this. And with, with URNJ, uh, we, you basically own every uh, smaller miner out there. The Cameco's and the Kazadam Proms are in the, the other uh, ETF. But you basically have, you know, with one click of a button in your Fidelity or Schwab or, 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 or Robinhood account, whatever, you basically own every uranium uh, 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 stock out there. And uh, I just think it's going north. I put down, just to keep myself honest again, back in June, this arrow that you see here, this up arrow is the buy in June. I forget the exact date. 
but we bought it around 18. We're already making money. We're up 12 percent. Uh, and I want to you know, point out some other things. Things just keep getting better. Uh, we have a relative strength new high that you see here. It was 72 when I printed this, and it ended the day at 85 because it was up 6% plus yesterday. These are the kind of moves that you can have. That's a gap up. If you look to this arrow on the right, the top right, that's taking out the closing high. When they put this together in the beginning of the year, Sprott did, and uh, obviously with a lot of enthusiasm, it drifted lower, it forms this sort of cup and handle, and we gap up to take out the, the closing high today. And what does that mean? That means that everybody virtually is making money, and so that there's there's almost no resistance to moving this higher because there's no one that's saying, hey, uh, I made a mistake and I want to get out of break even. So you have this wide open playing field for the uranium story to to uh, unfold. And oh, by the way, it's fitting that when everybody comes back from the Hamptons and the Cape and the Vineyard and what have you, that uh, the 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 desks start lighting up and they start buying this. This is three times normal volume. So there's plenty of liquidity for you and I, but the institutions are coming back and saying, get me into uranium. And I think it's just starting. Again, we have a new closing high. You see here at this top, we have a gap up, which means that people want to buy it, you know, after the long weekend and, and did so. Uh, and, the excuse, if you will, is that Cameco, CCJ, the biggest uranium miner out there, cut production, which points to a couple of things. Number one, this is why I like ETFs, so that if one company has a, 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 a production problem, even though I think it's going to be relatively short-lived and, and, and absorbed, then you have the effect of gathering what Cameco spills in this case. So here we have the smaller miners, uh, production going up. And um, uh, I just think this is this is very very exciting. This whole space is about sixty billion dollars in market cap. Uh, I think Warren Buffett carries that around in his couch, uh, and uh, he doesn't carry his couch around. But you get the idea. I'm mixing my my uh, expressions here. Um, and uh, literally, this is the best setup I've seen. You could tell I'm uh, juiced up. This is the a combination of. Uh, Van Halen, copious amounts of caffeine and uranium. So I want you to come along on this ride with me. Now, disclosure, you know, I'm not a financial advisor. I don't know your financial picture inside and out. Do your own due diligence, and there's plenty of ways to do so. But I want to impress upon you that when you have these sort of fish-in-a-barrel kind of opportunities, I want you to take advantage of them. They don't come around that often. And this isn't, you know, the 87th analyst talking about Apple. This is a, a quirky niche of the market that it has all kinds of uh, fundamentals. When the technicals and the fundamentals match up, that's when you really make money, and that's exactly what's happening right now. So I'm not being vague. I'm not being subtle. You don't pay me to do that. Uh, that's what I'm here for. URNM, this is the second chart, and it's, it's again, this is the second best-looking chart out there out of the thousands, and I went through them all over the, the, the past couple of days. Uh, this arrow that you see here at the bottom, this up arrow, we bought it last month. At about 36 or so, we're already up 10% plus, 
in the course of two weeks. You know you're right when you're making money right out of the gate. That's what I always think. It's a new high, but not a new all-time high, as you can see here. The relative strength is picking up. There's this other arrow that you see here to uh, the left. It's not an all-time high. I would be astonished if that doesn't come down the road. And uh, the volume is confirming uh, what I see here. You're seeing two times normal volume, which means other people are seeing what I see. And I tend to think, oh, it's so obvious that everybody's already there. No, it takes time. And, you know, I, I, I was sort of going through this on the, on the way up here. I said, so this is what's going to happen. You're going to have a portfolio manager say, hey, get me my natural resource analyst. But no, they're not because they don't have a natural resource analyst because they've been talking about Apple, NVIDIA, Nike, Disney, etc. And no one was paying attention to this. And they shouldn't have for 12 years. Fukushima happened. I'll go into that later. But it's time. It's just time. It's just time. And uh, I want you to do your own work. I want this to be collaborative. You give me your ideas, your articles, your charts that you see, you know, uh, someone came back, called me an idiot. Eh, I've been called worse. You know, I could take this. So uh, that's what's going on with the two best ETFs out there. We own them. It's 20% of what we do. And uh, I think what's going to happen here is uh, we're going to make substantially more money down the road. And here's why. Here's the spot price. And this is get a little bit wonky, but spot is, spot is the physical uranium that you have here. It'd be like oil that you had to deliver tomorrow. The futures price is what you have to deliver, the, what the price is if you deliver it six, nine, 12 months down the road. So this is the spot uranium price. Uranium is very weird. Where These are all under long-term contracts. So there isn't a uh, liquid uh, futures market that you can go say, this is what people are thinking. It's all uh, people reporting to UXC, uh, predominantly, you know, what they're contracting uh, to the utilities when for their committed uranium production. And this is supposed to be the slow time of the year, and we're acting really well in the face of that. You see this peak here at 140 back in 07. That was a five-bagger from where we started there. And then we came down to 70 uh, as, as uh, the great financial crisis happened. Fukushima hit, and all the things that you would expect to happen, happened. The politicians freaked out. They shut down nuclear plants. The demand for the metal completely imploded. The weaker mines died and went away. And uh, no, certainly plans for new mines were completely shelved at best. And uh, during COVID, when we were all locked up, it hit $18, and it's now 12 years later, and we've worked all that up off. And so now, and I, this is from my notes from last week or two weeks ago, you know, now looking for a breakout above 60. It just happened. It just happened two days ago. And I couldn't even find a chart that was updated to put here. This still shows 57. The reason I bring that up, when you take out 60, that means you, you, you uh, have broken through resistance. And the next one is that $70 level, the Fukushima level. And when we take out that 70 level, then the utilities are going to say, to hell with it. Get me uranium. Here's a long-term contract. And, and I'll try to keep it under triple digits. And by the time this is all said and done, I think we attack 140 again. And uh, that's two times. I think that's absolutely reasonable. This is a small amount of the cost of running a nuclear plant. And um, what happens? The, 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 the mining companies have production growth, let's say 10%, making that number up. 
but then the price goes up another 20, 30, 40, the revenue line expands, the expenses stay relatively the same, and the, the earnings uh, uh, explodes down at the at the uh, at the bottom line, and so I think it's reasonable between uh, attention flows, valuations increasing. Uh, this isn't on the on the uh, front page of the journal or the Economist. Now it will be in a year or less, and uh, I think these things can go up four, five, six times from here. And I, you know me, I don't say that lightly. I don't, I'm not a huckster. I don't promote. It is just the, the, I've seen the history. I know how this works. And when you start to have institutions say, get me into some uranium, and there's a $60 billion bucket and money keeps flowing, uh, we're going to have some fun here. And I want you along, and I don't want you to miss out. And that's why I'm being so strident. That's why I'm being so blunt. Uh, and send me the, uh, the uranium information news, charts, whatever, that you see, both pro and con, and we'll all make money together. So that's my, my story. I'm sticking to it. And um, uh, uranium is going to be a big opportunity, and I want you to, to be along with me for the ride. Uh, please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com, and uh, subscribe to my free newsletter. Uh, when you do that, you get my How to Sell video, which is still valid. And uh, it's like three minutes, and it just shows you what other people don't talk about is how to sell. You know, this, you, I want you to lock in profits and minimize losses, and I know I'm repeating myself, but no one talks about this, or very few people talk about this, and I listen and watch all the other podcasts that are out there. And if you don't lock in profits and you give the money back, we're all wasting our time. And I don't want you to waste your time, and I won't certainly waste yours. So uh, that's today's top story. Now it's time to check the mailbag. There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. And uh, Murph came in via text, a friend of Jack's. And just a quick aside, uh, the reason I do this is I talk to my sons, Bobby and Jack. I like all of you. I love them. They came to me with questions when they were in student-managed investment funds, and I put this on steroids. And so I want to grow. So if you've got any connection to student-managed investment funds at all these wonderful universities around here, I want to talk to you because I can teach you about charts, and I can teach you how to sell. And you guys can probably model better than me, and you're probably smarter than me. But I've been doing this, and I know where the bodies are buried, and I know how to read a chart, and I know how to sell stocks. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. So Murfass, been eyeing some oil charts lately, uh, XOP in particular, see if there's anything noteworthy. Uh, XOP is the Van Eck Oil Services. No, sorry. OIH is the, is the first one. OIH. My bad. Um, and this is a hold. Jack, I've taken your advice. This is a hold. And the only – I'll give you the, the nitpicks of that uh, – but this is very similar to, to Professor Van Levy from the University of Houston asking about Schlumberger last week. And for some reason, and I don't really know why, and I'm willing to listen to all uh, theories on this, the oil services companies, the rigs, the seismic companies, the frackers, the picks and shovels that go into producing oil and gas for the pioneers and the EOGs of the world, services are acting better. And I don't really know why that is. I don't know if it's because they were beaten down more. The valuations are, are uh, uh, you know, are, are, are cheaper. But this is a new high 
on good volume. This is a 91 relative strength, which means it's beating 91% of the stocks out there, obviously. My, my uh, uh, nitpicking is I don't see the relative strength line confirming this new high, but that is... Uh, it's likely to happen. I kind of like to wait to see the whites of their eyes in the, in these cases. This is the Schlumberzays and Baker Hughes and, and the Riggs and all these kinds of things. If I see that relative strength confirmation, this likely will be a buy. And frankly, Murph, when you were texting me, I was going through my thousands of charts, and I see a lot of the things that you do, and I'm just going through and, and, and going to pick out you know, what is the best of the best to, to, uh, to exploit as we go into the end of the year and, uh, and, and into the future. And oh, by the way, crude's, you know, in the 80s now, 84, 85, depending on what you look at. It was in the 60s when we talked about it before. And, you know, there's a lot of people saying, oh, NVIDIA is too expensive. I want to go find value, if you will. And this is a small part of the S&P. So getting to market weight and, and overweight is not that tough. So you're onto something. We took out 350. It's a new high. The volume's okay, not great, which is why I'm, I'm a, you know it's a hold and not a buy for me. But you're on the right track. Please stay tuned, and I'll let you know uh, either here or the newsletter or social media or all the above when I decide to say, hey, we're going to go long energy services again, and uh, and let's rock and roll. Next is uh, uh, XOP, um, and th- this is the S&P Oil and Gas Exploration ETF, which includes the pioneers and the EOGs that I just mentioned. This is a hold for me, and again, it doesn't look as good to my eye as the energy services. Uh, it looks good promising, but I want to have the 10 best ETFs I can have so that I make money every year and we make money every year. And uh, I know that sounds audacious, but so far we've done it. This red line that I've drawn across here is about a year ago. 161 is the resistance level. The uh, It's 153 now, so not that far away. Uh, I think it's going to struggle to get above 161 the first time around. I could be wrong, but I think that's what's uh, uh, going to happen again. The relative strength is 83. So again, it's not as strong as the uh, the energy service names. And uh, which is normally not the case. I think the EMPs usually lead the service companies, is my recollection. I'm going to do more work on this. The volume is okay. You know, I, I want to see, uh, and this brings me to my point. You mentioned, oh, this, this fits into the energy theme with uranium. Now, uranium is going to kick energy's ass. I mean, I hope I'm being, being you know, sufficiently blunt there. The uranium fundamentals, and I mentioned this to you offline, uh, the energy, the uh, uh, Uranium fundamentals are way better than the oil and gas fundamentals. First of all, uranium is a, a solution to get to carbon neutral. And, and even the most uh, strident tree-hugging liberal is, is saying we've got to have nuclear at this point in time. The, you know, the days of Jackson Brown concerts are over. Uh, solar and wind aren't cutting it. Now, as I drove here, I saw three Teslas and thousands of, of gas-powered vehicles. So it's going to take a long time until we go to oil and gas's funeral uh, in earnest. This is going to take decades, decades, decades. So, uh, but I, I think the oil and gas companies sort of face that, that multiple issue of you're eventually going to die, we just don't know when. And I think it's going to be way out in the future. That's just me. But I would, so 
there's uranium, and then there's oil and gas. And I don't want to have it uh, uh, energy be an umbrella that, encovers, that co- encompasses them all. Uranium is a much better situation than the energy stocks right now. So uh, the oil and gas stocks. So I hope I've made that clear. It's a hold to me. And, uh, but again, I- I've got a bunch of things that I've got on my radar screen. And I'll let you know when I pounce and say, hey, this is a buy and um, and let's let's go north with these. Sam from Orlando emailed me and said, "I work at Disney. DIS is the symbol, obviously. What do I do with the stock? Uh, it's a hold, but a sad hold, and it's barely a hold. And I, I'm going to be again as subtle as a two by four here. Disney is not a great company." And the reason I say that is that that's usually the preface. When someone gets asked on CNBC, you know, we all think it's Snow White and Old Yeller and Mickey Mouse and Steamboats. And that's great, but times have changed. And Netflix made your life miserable, and so you had to create a streaming service that loses a ton of money. And there's all kinds of other problems here, but GE was a great company and a blue chip, and then it stunk. IBM was a great company and a blue chip, and then it stunk. So don't buy into this. And this is also me uh, casting a little bit of shade on the Peter Lynch, you know, know what you own. And, uh, you know, go buy the sneaker brand that you like and go buy Lululemon because you, you like the pants and what have you. Uh, that's great when they're all lined up together. But Disney's business clearly stinks. We topped out at 200. My sell discipline kicked in at 160. I can see that from three city blocks. Uh, you know, and that's double where we are right now at 80, which is a multi, multi-year low. It's a COVID low where we are right now. Uh, so now this other line I've driven here, uh, drawn here is 100, and I think – it's going to be stock market 101. Yeah, there's a rumor that Apple's going to buy them. I think that's, that's, that's very wishful thinking. Uh, this was a sell at 160. It's a hold now. The, I think, you know, anytime it bounces close to triple digits to that 100 level, you're going to be whacked with sell orders. I think the turnaround that Iger is trying to do is going to be disappointing, tough, maybe impossible, and uh, you know, he probably should have stayed on the golf course, is, is, is my guess, but uh, couldn't help himself. So um, I hate to be like that, but I, I, if you're there and, and you know something, you're an insider and you think you know something about Iger's uh, long-term plan and it's promising, great, I'm all ears, but um, uh, I don't like Disney. It's a very weak hold for me, and there's so many – better things to do. The world is so vast. There's so many opportunities. I just need 10. And this this dog isn't hunting. So uh, that's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice memo and we can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Stock Market Authority portfolio and I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. You're listening to Stock Market Authority. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? Then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager Kevin Bakes Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. 
Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. And we're back, and we're talking about uranium and I don't want you to miss out. It's just that simple. Let's go through the portfolio. Uh, since inception, we're up 2.64 times the hedge funds. Uh, they were down last year. We made money. Uh, we shorted Kathy Wood, uh, the, the ARC fund. We shorted the SPACs. And it's just it's wonderful, all the opportunities that the ETFs give to us right now. And I want uh, – and I, I just want to you – know, this experiment is working. I didn't know it was going to work three years ago. It clearly is. We've made money every year. So far, so good. And your money manager has a different goal. I know you don't like hearing this, but the market goes up 70% of the time, down 30. And in the down 30, they have handcuffs, some uh, self-imposed and, and, and some outside imposed. That means all they're going to do is lose less than the next guy. You're going to own a few, uh, a little less tech, a little more energy, a little less banks, and you're going to you know, try to outperform by losing money. And I talked to, you know, especially older folks, and they said, uh, Bakes, I came into an inheritance or a settlement, and I want to put it in the market, but I don't want to lose money, and I think I've got a solution. And so uh, this experiment is working. My end game is eventually I want to create the Bakes Stock Market Authority ETF and become your hedge fund. Less expensive, simple, liquid, open, and and, and frankly, fun. And... um, so I'm having a blast. I hope you are. And um, that's my uh, very transparent aim here. Now, we talked about uranium. We're 20% plus in uranium. We're already making money in the first two, three months, weeks. And uh, I, I think we're, we're in inning three, maybe four. So stay tuned. Argentina, we're about 12% or so in Argentina. Mercado Libre, the biggest name in this ETF, hit new highs the other day. Uh, the economic news is lousy, but the stocks are up. So the stocks are win. We're up 25% uh, there. Everything you see in the screen is, uh, is green. We're making money in all of our uh, positions here. We've cut some losses, but at least now we have uh, uh, the seven best, and I'm looking for three more. With 30% in AI, robotics, technology, the NVIDIAs of the world, if you will. Um, and we didn't catch it perfectly, but we caught it, and here we are. Uh, we own uh, Bitcoin through the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. I had a lot of you wonderful folks come in through YouTube, and I know you're, you're, you're watching the whole show because you're asking questions about the tail end of the show. So thank you for that. I really appreciate your attention. Someone asked, okay, what's the best way to own Bitcoin? And I say, I keep things simple. 
You know, it's an ETF. You pull it off the shelf. It can go into your retirement account. It can go into your for, your your IRA, so it's it, it's, it's tax free, and uh, it trades at a twenty percent discount to the to the Bitcoin they hold. I think that when they get a full conversion uh, from the SEC, that discount goes away, and I think uh, others are going to follow. The demand for Bitcoin goes up. The government has clearly shown that they can't run a popcorn stand. They continue to hemorrhage money. They continue to print money. And uh, Bitcoin provides the worldwide alternative to the dollar that I think at least has a, uh, a hedge component to it that drives it back up to the 60,000 level at some point in time. So it's not going to happen next Thursday, but I think it's going to happen. Cash is around 26% or so. Again, I own seven uh, of the best ETFs. I own the two best ETFs that I see right now in the URNM from Sprott and the URNJ from Sprott. And, you know, we didn't catch the, the, the turn. Frankly, we probably should have, uh, in hindsight, is 2020. January 2nd should have gone, you know, almost 100% into tech and covered the shorts, et cetera. But that isn't the way the world works. It isn't that cut and dry. So uh, we're down 14%. The S&P is up 17 They We beat them by uh, 25% plus last year. They're beating us for right now. And uh, I like our chances over the next four months. So please stay tuned. I'm going to go through recent improvements in my newsletter, social media posts. So please subscribe, follow, and share. That's how we're invested on uh, September 6th. Uh, we got four months to go, folks. Let's have some fun. Let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. Uh, my takes today are, are, are very straightforward. You're shocked, right? Um, uh, please, uh, uh, if you're in a student-managed investment fund, I want to hear from you. And I want to see you know, how I can... Uh, I'm very likely going to develop a course around this, uh, technical analysis, reading a chart, and how to sell, because it is given short shrift by the, by the financial press and all the podcasts and YouTube channels that I see out there. So I want to fix that, and uh, I'm going to give you a lot of free information, but then I want to have uh, the potential of a, char- of a, a, a more intensive course that takes us to the next level. Uh, what I saw as I went through my 2000 plus charts and these are you know top level things i'll go into more detail as we go forward uh sugar and oil and gas are positive that's it and now i shouldn't say that look to me to be with new emerging positive change happening in them right now now on the negative side healthcare providers the hospitals etc uh, uh, maybe the hmos too Utilities, consumer staples, the the you know uh, uh, food companies, the the Kellogg's and what have you. Muni bonds look bad to me. Food and beverages rolling over. Gold and silver look terrible. Uh, the Russell two thousand dividend growth looks bad. So for anybody looking for a small cap uh, resurgence, I don't see it right now. Uh, and restaurants in Chile, the country Chile, look bad now. Uh, frankly, I'm, I'm posing the question to you as well as to me. I don't really know what to make of that yet. Again, economists can't pick stocks, so I'm not going to turn into one. I don't play one on TV. Uh, my knee-jerk reaction, and that's all it is, 
It's either the defensive kinds of companies, staples and foods and, and what have you, they're rolling over because people are getting ready to become more aggressive, more risk on, and, and go forward with that. The flip side of that, which is why I have a big question mark that I drew here to myself, uh, does this mean interest rates are going up? We've seen the 10-year creep up you know, pretty meaningfully, and when the utilities and muni bonds start to act uh, badly, does that mean it's anticipating even higher interest rates down the road? So I don't know the verdict on that yet. I might never know that, but I just bring it to your attention to look at your portfolio anew and say, hmm, do I really want to own these groups uh, uh, at this point in time? And um, fire questions away to me as always. The uh, Then I really wrote down here with an exclamation point is uranium is going to kick their ass. And it's just that simple. I believe it fervently. Uh, I haven't seen a technical plus fundamental setup like this in a long, long time. And uh, I really want to uh, uh, bring it to you. So do me a favor. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. The uh, how to sell video is as is, uh, is relevant as it's ever been. And uh, those are my baked takes for this week. And as always, uh, after I talk about all the serious stuff, uh, I like to end up with some much needed levity. And this is Pablo Francisco, very, very funny comedian, Little Tortilla Boy 2. Uh, it is as silly as it sounds. It's four minutes or so. It'll make you laugh. Go see him if you see him live. I have not seen him live yet. I'm willing to do so. Uh, that's it for today's show. I don't know what I'm talking about next week, but uh, I'll be here. Chrissy will be here. Murph will be here. And uh, we will have uh, we'll have some fun. So thanks for everything. Go to my website. Go to my YouTube channel. And I will see you soon. Take care. God bless. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.